And that's what we're going to talk about today. I had a lot of stuff planned because there was a lot of stuff going on this week. So much stuff that, I mean, normally, sometimes I'm scraping to find something to put on the podcast. But this week was so busy that I actually had to just do videos on some stuff and decide I'm going to have to leave it out of the podcast because it was time intensive. It I felt like that I needed to talk about it, that my fans, all five of you, would want me to talk about it. And so I did videos on it and and just had to leave it at that. For those of you who do not know uh, where to find my videos, I actually have a TikTok channel. Uh, and you just look up Doc Bryant or Doc Bryant Show, and you will find me on TikTok. You will find me on bitshoot.com. That's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E.com. Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. And rumble.com. And also, Locals.com. You will find me on all of those things. My videos are on all of those. If you want to reach out to me and talk to me, you can either leave comments there or uh, hit me up on my Locals page, and you will definitely get a hold of me there. Uh, anyway, um, I realized that the reason that so much was going on was because... There was a spiritual assault against us on a macro level. For those of you who don't know what spiritual warfare is, let me explain. There is and has been from the beginning of the earth warfare going on between God and Satan. If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Satan, feel free to tune out now, because that's pretty much all we're going to be talking about for the rest of the podcast. However, if you are curious about Christianity, real Christianity, not the kind you see on TV or in the movies, or may have experienced in the past, then I would encourage you to stick around. But if you don't want to, you don't want to. So we've got this war between God and Satan going on. And for a long time, Satan had dominion over the earth. And, well, because we gave it to him. When Adam and Eve sinned, they took the authority that they had been given by God and they transferred it to Satan. And so for the longest time, Satan was running the show. And... Man was his victim. Kind of. And 
Satan traveled freely between heaven and earth. We know this from the book of Job. But when Christ came down, see, Satan knew that God had a plan to try to redeem men, to try to reclaim dominion over the earth. He didn't know what it was, but God had said, right after the whole incident in the Garden of Eden, God had made the first prophecy that he had a plan. Now, Satan didn't know exactly what that plan was. But he knew God had a plan. But up to that point, Satan was just having now. He was trying to figure out what the plan was. And he figured out it had something to do with this particular group of people. And so Satan set about trying to destroy that group of people over and over and over again. Because if he could destroy all of humanity with sin, such that there would be nobody to even remember that God existed, then Satan would win. But God carved out a group of people that were just his. Now that group of people, they even, kept turning against him. And God kept having to send people to correct them. And Satan just couldn't completely destroy them. And then one day, one guy shows up. And that guy was Christ. So Satan went after him immediately. Tried to tempt him into sin, but Christ resisted him. And then Satan decided that he was going to kill him. Now what he didn't know was that was the plan all along. And so when Satan killed Christ, he thought he had won game over. It's done. I own the earth. These humans will be my slaves and they will worship me, not you, forever. And then, three days later, that guy that Satan had killed came back. Because Satan didn't understand God's plan. He thought that it was going to be an earthly rule. He thought that God thought like him. You see, Satan wants to force everybody to worship him. God does not want to force everybody to worship him. If he wanted to do that, he could have done that. He could have created an entire race of robots to sing his praises day and night forever and ever. 
But a gift demanded is no gift at all. That's not love. God wanted love. He wanted people who would love him individually. He didn't want a group of people. He wanted you. There's a reason that he makes us all unique and different. There's only one of you. There has ever only been one of you, and there will ever only be one of you. And he wants to know you as a person, individually, you, his child. He loves you. Not you as part of a group. He loves you, whatever your name is. I want to take this opportunity right now to say if you do not have that relationship with him, you can have that relationship with him. And if you want to know how, absolutely, 100%, hit me up in the comments. Or talk to your nearest Christian minister. But you can have that relationship with him like I have that relationship with him. This is one of the reasons why when I see all of the stuff that's going on in this world, I'm not worried. Folks, I've read to the end of the book. I've read the last page. I know how it ends. And the bad guys don't win. Satan loses in the end. So here this Jesus guy comes back. And he ascends into heaven, having been human. He can claim, he can reclaim the authority. He can reclaim the deed to the earth. He can reclaim the authority over the earth that we gave away, that Adam and Eve gave away. And having lived a sinless life, death could not hold him. God said, he warned Adam and Eve, if you eat from that one tree that I've told you not to touch, all the other trees you can eat from, not that one, that one tree. If you eat from that one tree, you will surely die. What he was talking about was the punishment of disobedience was eternal separation from God. But this guy right here, he didn't sin. So when his fleshly body was destroyed, death could not hold him because he didn't commit the sin. He just paid the price. So say you committed a crime and you couldn't pay the fine 
and you were going to have to go to prison. But somebody else who did not commit the crime came along and paid the fine for you. Because he paid the fine, first of all, because he didn't commit the crime, he doesn't have to go to prison, but because he paid the fine, now you don't have to go to prison. That's the way that works. Jesus paid the fine. See, all of our earthly bodies will be destroyed. That happens to everybody. What happens after our earthly bodies depends on whether or not we accept the payment of the fine. Whether or not we accept that Christ paid the price for our sin. That's how that works. That's how Christianity works. There is no other stuff in there. There is no nothing. There's just Christ. There's not Christ and, you know, to, 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 to get you salvation. There's no such thing as salvation by Christ and. It's just Christ. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. That has nothing to do with us, has everything to do with him. Back to the story. Because Christ paid the fine, because he rose again when he ascended into heaven, he reclaimed the deed to the earth. And Satan, who no longer had the deed to the earth, along with all of the angels that followed him in his rebellion, were kicked out of heaven. Onto the earth. Now that was their only place. And now, they knew they had lost. Game over. They cannot win. Satan cannot win. It's impossible for him to win. The war was lost at that moment. However, he is still able to hurt God. And the way that he hurts God is by destroying, killing as many of us as he can, and by dragging as many of us as he can into eternal separation from God. That is what spiritual warfare is all about. Now, for those of us who are Christians, Christ 
who regained authority, legal authority over the earth, can delegate and has delegated that authority, excuse me, to his followers. That's us. Those of us who have believed in him. But like Adam and Eve had a job, we too have a job. We work for him now. But here's where it gets kind of sketchy. You see, just like any other job that you might have, how well you do at that job is entirely up to you. Indeed, whether or not you even do that job is entirely up to you. Because Satan's mission, again, is to take as many of us with him as he can into eternal separation from God. And that means killing us as quickly as humanly possible once we have reached the age of consent so that we are eternally sick. Because once your body is destroyed, you're either in heaven or you're not. You're either in heaven or you're waiting for judgment. Those are the two options. There's, there's no purgatory. There's no limbo. There's nothing in between. You're either with Jesus or you're not. While we're on this earth, we're either with Jesus or we're not. Our job as Christians is to rescue as many people as we can, to lead as many people as we can to Christ. That's our job. But that's not our only job. You see, that's the job that a lot of these churches, a lot of these denominations put out there and give emphasis to. And there's nothing wrong with giving emphasis to it, but that's not our only job. And that is a mistake. And that is a mistake that I take great umbrage with. You see, it's not just our job to be preaching the gospel. That is our job, but that's not our only job. And how we preach the gospel varies from individual to individual because different individuals have different talents. But that's a story for another time. I'm not going to get into that. What we're talking about is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is our other job. You see, Satan has plans. Satan is very clever. He's exceptionally clever. He is the master manipulator. He is the master liar. There is no one better at that game than him. Part of our job 
is stopping him wherever it is we find him operating. Now, this is where discernment comes in. Discernment is the ability to determine whether or not Satan is working in some place, or I should say there is a diabolical function going on, or whether or not something is going on simply as a function of this broken world in which we live, because there is a difference. And and from here on out, folks, I am going to be going into greater detail and discussion on spiritual warfare. Regardless, I'm going to be talking about that a lot more. Because again, like I said, it just occurred to me that there's not a lot of people who don't understand it. But it's our job, just like with the Marine Corps. The, the Marine Corps, there's the, the mission in general terms is to identify, close with, and destroy the enemy. Okay, we have to identify where the enemy is operating, and we have to shut them down. Now, how do we do that? We do that through prayer. We do it through prayer. Everything we do needs to be prayer-based first. Before we share the gospel, we need to be praying Before we do anything, anything, folks, we need to be praying so many times. And I'm guilty of this too. So many times when something happens, we say, well, I guess all we can do is pray. As if us doing stuff to solve the problem is in some way superior to praying about it. Our first response as Christians should be to pray. Unfortunately, it's not. This is something, you see, Satan's other job is to make sure that we don't do our jobs as Christians. So he goes out of his way. There's two major ways he does that. He either makes us scared, uh, he makes us lack confidence, he lies to us to, to make us feel these ways, he deceives us into feeling unconfident, he deceives us in, in, into uh, feeling scared of him. We should be scared of nothing, folks. But another way he does it is he makes us really comfortable. That's the one that works the best. If he makes us really comfortable, and that's why we're in the mess we're in in this country right now, is because he has made the church so damn comfortable that we have become useless. That shit ain't happening anymore. Oh, and by the way, if you're a Christian person out there and you take umbrage with the way that I speak... By all means, if, if it offends you so greatly, by all means, feel free to ignore my message. There's the door. I don't have any use for somebody like you. 
I'm a warrior. U.S. Navy, U.S. Marine Corps, if you don't get that, then I can't help you. I'm at war, and I'm here to train warriors. And sometimes my language gets a little salty. Let me tell you something, folks. John the Baptist's language got salty. Even Jesus' language got salty when it was appropriate. What do you think whitewashed sepulcher means? Anyway, not going to get into that any further. Like I said, if you're offended by my speech, there's the door. Those of you who are still sticking around, good to go. We need to pray. See, when you, are, when you hear about a particular situation, whether it's a personal situation, uh, Judy's uh, daughter just got diagnosed with cancer, pray. If it bothers you, that's not just bothering you. That's the Holy Spirit poking you, telling you, hey, you need to be praying about this. If you're walking along in the store, you just picked up the Honey Nut Cheerios, and Aunt Phyllis pops into your head and her situation pops into your head. That didn't just randomly show up there, folks. We're Christians. We don't do random. The God who we work for, our Father, doesn't do random. That's the Holy Spirit poking at you saying, hey, you need to be praying about Aunt Phyllis right now. There have been times when I've been walking along and for some reason, somebody that I haven't thought of in years pops into my head. I don't believe that that's just a random thought that popped into my head. There's a reason that that guy from high school who I haven't thought about in 30 years just popped into my head and it's because God wants me praying for him. So I start praying. You see, what comes with our authority is prayer. When we pray, we are calling on God's intervention. God doesn't just intervene. He gave us authority over the earth. It's our job to call upon Him to intervene. And if we're not calling on him to intervene, then we're not doing our job. And he will find somebody else to do our job for us. The Holy Spirit is our connection to him. That is our spiritual connection to him. And the reason that we can use it is because of what Christ did. Is that what that whole Pentecost thing was about? That's our line of communication. The Holy Spirit is our comms line. Straight to God. We pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name to God the Father. That's how it works. That's how our comms unit works.
And folks, when you hear about these big, big news stories that seem enormous, they're so big, they're so huge that, oh, they're just too huge to pray about. That's just, it's too much of a, a big mission. And, and oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a little guy. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a priest. I'm not the Pope. I can't pray about those big things. Bull spit. You can pray about those things. You have been given the authority by Christ himself to pray for those things. When you think that you're too little to be praying about a big situation, that's Satan lying to you. He wants you to believe that so that you will stand down. Satan fears you. And the reason Satan fears you, Christian, is because you have been given authority over him by Christ, who defeated him. I know this is coming as, as news to a lot of people out there, but this is true. I have lived it for 40 years. I have been part of prayer missions that you wouldn't even believe if I told you. But let me tell you, when you hear about that war in Ukraine and you're worried about that war in Ukraine and you're not praying about it, you're not doing your damn job. You pray about that. If you're worried about what's going on in Washington, D.C., if you're worried about what's going on in Hollywood, this is not you being concerned about it just randomly. God doesn't do random. This is God bringing these items to you like target packages telling you this is what I want you praying for. And if you're not doing it, if you're standing down because you don't think you're tough enough or you have enough, you're not educated enough as a, as a Christian or you're not powerful enough, you don't have enough faith, the faith of a mustard seed is all you need. Jesus told us that. You don't have to have a degree in theology to preach the gospel. You don't have to have a degree in theology or a white collar to pray about these big items. All you have to have is a relationship with Christ. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. And you need to get fixed. You need to fix yourself. If you don't believe me, ask him. Or even better, do what I did initially and just start praying about these things and see what happens. Just start praying about these things and see what happens. You'll be surprised. I guarantee you will be surprised. You start praying. And once you get that feeling, once you get that knowledge that your prayers are making a difference, you're going to do more of it. Now, here comes the other part. Once you start praying about these things, once you start seeing movement, positive movement in these things, 
once you start realizing that God has given you a target package, and you start hammering at that target, and you start praying on it, and praying on it every single time it pops into your head, you start praying about that item every single time. Doesn't mean you have to get down on your knees in the quiet closet and, you know, break. I'm sorry I do that accent. That's just, it comes naturally, but it's just how I envision it in my head. But you, you get down in the closet and you have to do it. And you, well, I don't have time for that right now, so I can't pray for it right now because I'm uh, in the middle of something. You, you don't have to. There's, there is no set way to pray. There is no set position to pray. There is no set time to pray. We should be praying always. We can pray at any time. When it pops into your head, do it. Again, that's Satan messing with you, trying to insert legalism. Oh, you have to pray in the pronated position for this. If you really, if you want God to listen to you, God's always listening to you. Hence the Holy Spirit thing. You've got direct comms. Ah, sorry, these are pet peeves of mine. And I'm telling you this because I've done it. 40 years of experience. I have taken down some seriously heavy targets. And I've got brothers and sisters out there who have taken those targets down with me that can tell you about these situations that we were a part of. I, I, had, I was part of a great prayer team for years through my 20s, throughout my, 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 all of my 20s actually. We had a prayer team. Holy cow. There was no mission we wouldn't accept. The tougher the case was, the tougher the situation was, we, we were like, yeah, we'll take it, absolutely. And we'd, we'd meet regularly. And each one of us would bring stuff that was brought to us by the Holy Spirit. And we'd say, okay, we got this going on, we got that going on. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a huge one. That's really good. Let's do that. And eventually, what happens when you really start getting into it is you start getting more and more into the occult area. And that's a whole different deal, Jack. That's when it gets really fun. But anyway, when you start having success at this, Satan realizes that what he has been doing to previously keep you down is not working, so he tries something else, and he will try firing on you. If you fire at the enemy, I can guarantee you he's going to start firing back at you. And things are going to happen. One of the first things, almost, almost guaranteed, is finances. He will start hammering at your finances. And you'll get nervous and you'll get scared. And pretty soon all of that nervousness and scaredness and, and, and all of that is going to take away from your prayer life. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Another one of his main plays, if that doesn't work, if the finances don't get you, you know, sidelined, he'll go after one of your sins. Because we all have sins, folks. We all have things that can tempt us. We all have things that can take us away from God, and so he tries those. Satan has been 
tempting man away from God for 6,000 years. He's really good at it. Like I said, he's a master manipulator. That is something that he might use against you. So if you have some sin that isn't dealt with, he's going to hit you there. Another thing that he might do is just go nuclear on you. And all of a sudden, one day, out of nowhere, all hell's broken loose. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. See Job. See the book of Job. If you've been doing your job, hell, sometimes even if you've not been doing your job, but all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and you lose everything and everything's going wrong, anything that could possibly go wrong does, there's a very good chance that that is Satan trying to keep your head down. Keep you focused on you. This is another thing that I've learned too in spiritual warfare. The more focus, and, and also in mental health, folks, just generally in mental health, the more you're focused on yourself, the worse off you're going to be, spiritually and mentally, emotionally. The more you focus on yourself, the more jacked up you're going to be. When that happens, that's when you start to pray. That's when you start looking actively for shit to pray for. If you don't if you haven't been hammering on a target, then you pray to the Holy Spirit to give you some targets. And believe me, that's when the thoughts will start rolling in and you just start hammering on them. Go after them one after the other. Start focusing on those jobs. Start focusing on how you can help other people. When you start helping other people, when you start praying about those other jobs, all of that other stuff God will take care of. God is not going to leave you out to dry. He is not going to hang you out to dry. Again, see the book of Job. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job lost his entire family, all of his possessions. He had nothing left. And he said that. And at the end of the book of Job, he got all of it back and then some. God is not going to leave you hanging out to dry. You are his child. If God takes anything away from you, I guarantee you he is going to be bringing... It's either something that you didn't need in the first place or he's going to be bringing something a hundred times better into your life. Guarantee you. So when you see all of this stuff going on, if, if something's bothering you, don't get all down about it. That's what Satan wants you to do. Start praying about it. That's the Holy Spirit telling you, I want you praying on this particular situation. Now, once you pray on that situation, you have faith that God is going to act. God's will is going to be done in that particular situation. Might not be your will. But God's will will be done in that situation. That situation will be handled the way that God wants it handled. 
And the way God wants it handled is the perfect way. Case in point right now, and this is an item that I may be discussing in the next episode, but Donald Trump is scheduled to be indicted and theoretically arrested on Tuesday, and the left is just flipping out. Oh, yeah, we got him now. Yeah, like you had him all the other times. I'll get into all of that, the political aspect of it later, but the spiritual aspect of it. There was this one guy on social media, and he was flipping out about it. He was squealing about it like a girl watching a boy band. A preteen girl at a New Kids on the Block concert, whoever the frick there is now. I don't know. Oh, we got him. Yay, we got Trump. We got Trump. We got Trump. And I was... I said, you know, you don't get it. Y'all have tried this before. And it failed. But but what's even more you don't get is that you're not going to win. No matter what you do, no matter how many of us you throw in jail, no matter how many of us you kill, you're not going to win. You've already lost. You lost a long time ago. This movement isn't about, this political movement isn't about Trump. Trump is just our representative. Let's say you're successful in throwing him in jail. Congratulations. That's great. We're going to bring a bunch more right behind him. We're going to take the Senate. We're going to take more of the House. We are going to take the presidency. We are going to continue to take the states. We're going to take the counties. We're going to take the cities. It's going to happen. The movement is not about one guy. You can railroad him. That's fine. You can railroad more of us. You can't railroad all of us. You can't defeat all of us. And that's just looking at it from the political perspective. But let's say, let's say, worst case scenario, they railroad Trump. They kill him. They Let's say they actually uh, uh, hang him from a gallows on the White House lawn. Let's say that they come out and they round all of us up and put us into concentration camps and throw us into gas chambers and all of this. They're still not going to win because it's not about us either. The one person that they want to kill that they want to get rid of. They already killed. And he came back. It's about him. They've already lost. Satan has already lost. And that reality... 
is something that we really need to realize. We need to make real in our heads. We need to make real in our hearts and understand. We are conquerors. We are victors. We are not victims. We are doing a cleanup operation here on this planet. Something that drives me nuts, absolutely irks the living crap out of me, is something that has been going on in a lot of these megachurches for a long time. These megachurches that are absolutely nothing more than a bunch of self-help guru BS. And they get up there and they're talking about, oh, and, and... and this is how we need to, we're going to help you with your, with your depression and your anxiety and your PTSD and all of these other things. And I'm not saying that those things aren't real. Those things are real. But those things are temporary or they're supposed to be temporary. That's not some place that you stay as a Christian. Bad stuff happens to everybody. Everybody has a hard life. There is no such thing as privilege Everybody has a hard life. Everybody goes through pain. Everybody has problems. But you don't stay there. I went to this one thing at a church that I attended. We we attended for about a year. We have since left, and this is one of the reasons why. There are multiple reasons, but this is one of the reasons why. They had this group... And I'm sure that uh, everybody listening to this has heard of Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, that kind of thing. Well, there's a similar group, a Christian group called uh, Celebrate Recovery, and they deal with all kinds of stuff. Not, not only addictions, but also, again, anxiety, depression, PTSD, that kind of, that kind of stuff, right? This was a version of that. So it was a Christian version of, uh, well, it was a different version of Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is a Christian version of AA, NA, whatever A. And this was their, this church's version of that, right? So I get there, and they have a group worship thing with the music and the clapping and the, you know, the lone guitar player in the skinny jeans and the man bun. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, then they break up into groups. And there's a guy's group and a girl's group. Because Lord knows we can't have those two big thing together. And then there's like the newbie group. And I went into the newbie guys group because the newbie guys group and the newbie girls group have to be separated because we can't have the two people being together. Uh, and I'm in there and there's like five other guys in there, including the leader, the leader. And I'm sitting there. And these guys are theoretically Christians. These guys are theoretically people who've been Christian for a long time. And... Uh, they're all talking about how, oh, you know, I've been dealing with this sin for such and such a time, and I've been dealing with that 
uh, emotional disorder for such and such a time, and I've been, you know, and and they're they're just victim of this, victim of that. It it reminds me of the uh, the Eagle song, "Get Over It." Okay, and here I am. I at that point was a little over two years sober. And I wasn't suffering anymore. I wasn't dry drunking it. I, I was I was healed. I gave I gave everything, the whole thing over to Christ. It, that was not easy. That's a whole different story that I may share another time. It was not easy. It was a really, really bad scene initially. It was really, 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 really hard. But I did it. I, I did it. I, I surrendered everything, the whole situation, over to Christ. Um, because basically at that point I had no choice. But after I did, guess what? I got better. To where now... It's not a problem. It's not an issue. It's, it's not even a factor in my life at all. It's, it's, it's a nothing. And I'm looking at these guys and I'm thinking to myself, why haven't you, why are you still being victims of this stuff? Now, granted, I, I understand that some people are in the situations that they're in and stuff like that, but when you're coming at this situation, you come at it knowing that the battle is already won. Jesus already won. Whatever sin you've got in your life that you're hanging on to, you're only doing that because you don't think you have any other option. But Jesus has actually already defeated that sin in your life. It's over. You don't, you don't need that anymore. And trust me, brothers and sisters, if you still have that in your life, Jesus will take it away from you. And a lot of times, it ain't easy when he does it. But still, I'm looking at these guys, and they're sitting there, and every one of them's a sad sack. And I'm just like, and and and, but this carried over also into the, into the church proper, on Sundays. It was like a, a big self-help thing, and of course, the thing about self-help gurus and such is that they need you to still be or still require help so that you still require them and you still show up and you still put money into their box. Folks, we're not victims of shit. If we're Christians, we are one thing and one thing only, and that is victors. We need to behave like victors. That's another one of those things that Satan will get you down about. Satan will be in the back. He'll be whispering in your ear. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you're a lousy Christian. You're a terrible Christian. You cuss or you smoke or you drink. 
or you think impure thoughts, or you you eat too many sweets, you eat too many carbs, need to join the church of ketology. A little poke at my wife there. That's Satan messing with you. If you're a Christian, you're a victor. We are the Green Beret. Christian soldiers, hell. We are Christian spiritual forces. We are spiritual operating forces sent to this planet to recruit and train indigenous personnel so that they too can join us. We liberate the oppressed. That is our job. That is spiritual warfare, ladies and gentlemen. That is what I have been doing for 40 years. And so I am telling you right now, if you are indeed a Christian, start praying. Just like I told you. Whenever you feel concerned about an issue, that's when you start praying. Whenever somebody or something just pops into your head seemingly at random, that's when you start praying. And if it's something that happens to be something that you yourself personally can do about, might behoove you to go ahead and start doing something about it. God made each of us with our own talents. He made us individuals. He did not make us... There's no such thing as corporate salvation. He didn't make us a bunch of robots with the same talents. The Bible even says that itself. If all of us were eyes, how might the body of Christ hear? If all of us were ears, how might the body of Christ see? Not all of us can be feet or fingers or toes or that little dangly bit in the back of your throat. So not all of us are called to serve in the same way, but we are all of us, all of us, every single one of us called to prayer. Start praying. Anyway, thank you for listening, folks. Had to get that off my chest. If you like what you heard, and folks, I don't care a whole lot. I mean, I do care, but if you don't share my other stuff out there, okay. Share this. I want this message to get out there. This message needs to get out there. How to be a Christian warrior needs to get out there. There are other Christians out there who don't know they're supposed to be doing this stuff, and they are, and they need to hear this. Share this out there. Share this to your friends. And if you like my other stuff, share that too, so that other people can hear it. 
Yeah, I appreciate that everybody is listening who is listening. And I have, at this point, uh, almost 3,000 followers, which is pretty good. I kid about the whole, you know, five people listening and stuff like that. I actually have about 3,000 followers, and that's pretty good. But if you like what you hear, share this to other people so that they can hear it. Hit the like and subscribe button if this is your first time hearing it. If you have any comments, questions, especially questions, if you have questions, hit me up on my Locals page. Hit me up in the comments. That's probably, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. If you want to watch my videos, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to watch the videos, because it's getting to the point now where I put a lot of video stuff out that's not going to show up in the podcast, then... Go to bitshoot.com, odyssey.com, rumble.com, look up Doc Bryant. That is where I will be. You can see my videos. If you're watching this on video and you want to hear the podcast, because there is now going to be different stuff on the podcast that's on, than, than what's on the videos, then my podcast is available wherever you can get podcasts, but not Apple Nobody listens to Apple anyway, but I won't fill out their paperwork. That's the main reason. But I am on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, uh, Stitcher. I think I'm on Google. But definitely Spotify and Stitcher and Amazon and Audible. You can get my podcast there. Once again, thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all later. If you have any comments, questions, especially questions, if you have questions, hit me up on my Locals page. Hit me up in the comments. That's probably, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. If you want to watch my videos, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to watch the videos because it's getting to the point now where I put a lot of video stuff out that's not going to show up in the podcast, then go to bitshoot.com, odyssey.com, rumble.com, look up Doc Bryant. That is where I will be. You can see my videos. If you're watching this on video... And you want to hear the podcast because there is now going to be different stuff on the podcast that's on, than, than what's on the videos. Then my podcast is available wherever you can get podcasts. But not Apple. Nobody listens to Apple anyway, but I won't fill out their paperwork. That's the main reason. But I am on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, uh, Stitcher. Think I'm on Google, but definitely Spotify and Stitcher and Amazon and Audible. You can get my podcast there. Once again, thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all later. <laughs>